The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. He's Joe. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Now I'm going to start this week off the way I normally do because I am no longer in a church. So now I'm not in a church. I'm not surrounded by God. I'm not surrounded by whoever's Lord and Savior or whatever it is. I can flat out say, fuck you, AJ Hinch. <laughs> fuck you, Alex Cora. Fuck you, Carlos Beltran. Bregman, I'll fist fight you. Altuve, I'll fist fight you. Fuck those guys. They have robbed us of World Series. They have robbed the fans of the purity of the game, a game that we're trying to grow, a game that we're trying to bring the youth of America into because everyone says that we are a dying sport. And these guys went out there and decided that for their own their own needs and Carlos Beltran, who a guy that he was a Met, he was a Met. He was the Mets for so long. And we decided to take him in, let him wear the pinstripes, we, we were all happy for him when he went to Houston, when he was ring chasing, and he finally got his goddamn ring, and it turns out that he did it like a goddamn scumbag. So now that God is not watching me, and now that I am not in Pastor Tim's office, fuck those guys. What's up, Joe? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I guess you're not much of a God guy. No, I'm not really a big God guy. Are you a God yeah. guy? No, no. I uh, I grew up a Catholic. I mean, my parents love Jesus. My dad especially loves Jesus more than my mom, which usually isn't the case I notice with parents. But I don't know. It just got to the point when I was maybe about 18 or 19, I started listening to George Carlin. I smoked weed. <laughs> I did mushrooms. And, like, everything expanded. I saw the universe for what it was. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the whole God thing. Yeah, maybe he's out there. Who I'm, knows? I'm I don't not know. I'm not trying to make it like a very like religious podcast, but like last season there was a lot of talk of the universe and shit like that. And I was just like, that shit's not real. Um, yeah, I think in general, like I tried to be so respectful last week to Karen. I said cult a lot of times on the podcast. And <laughs> I probably said cult 
twice as much in just like conversation with people around her office. Um, I don't I don't think they're dying to have me back, but it wasn't See, a terrible. Uh, I was I was pretty respectful when I listened to it. I, I felt like if there is a God, God probably thought it was funny, at least. He, yeah, he like, I feel like God has a sense of humor. That was the episode. I'm also in this weird position right now because of Susie. So, yeah. like, I post stuff about Susie to keep people updated because the internet has adopted this dog, and we're at thirty nine thousand nine hundred seventy dollars and nineteen cents, so That's close beautiful. to forty grand. Um, that you know, I, I post these updates, and then it's a lot of like, like I think Saint Francis takes care of travelers or something like that because I see that all the time. People yeah. are just like, you know, God opened that door, and it's like, nope, I'm just dumb, and hey, whatever, it all worked out. And I'm not like anti-religion. Like I don't think if you are religious, like you're dumb or any of like the dramatic things I would say. It's just not for me. Okay, yeah, same. I don't hate people who are religious. I I don't know. Like Bill Maher annoys me, but I also, like I said, I don't go to church. Yeah, I mean, if you do like dumb things, like you say, you know, like you oppress people based on their sexuality or their choices, like ISIS. based on religious. Yeah, like you know, or. If you just yeah, if you like stone people for being gay because like God told you to, like I don't agree with that. But if yeah, your general message is just like treat everyone nice, we're all here for a higher purpose to make a difference in the world. Like I could rock with that. I just don't have to go to your building on Sundays. Yeah, see, I get the same things from mushrooms when I did mushrooms. Like <laughs> everything is good. You just be happy. Yeah. Do you like my? I, I take it you've mentioned mushrooms twice already. You like mushrooms. No, it's just the whole God thing. I always put two and two together. I don't know why. The first time I did it, I thought about religion, and I thought about um, do I need this to really feel like a better person? I don't know if I'm making much sense right now, but mushrooms just came to my head. Mushroom, <laughs> mushrooms are my favorite drug in the world. <laughs> I haven't done mushrooms in, oh, man, it's been probably like 10 years. Fuck. Love, okay. Love mushrooms. See, the last time I did it, I, like, cried like a baby. Like, that's when I knew I was done. <laughs> no, I mean, like, sometimes you need a good cry. That's true. That's true. Maybe I needed it. You're right. What do you – so, like, when I eat mushrooms, I have to dr – I drink orange juice. I think you're for the acidity, it's good for your stomach. Yeah, same, same, yeah. But I have to drink out of the same container the whole time. So if it's a cup – like, if I have a solo cup, I need to drink out of that specific solo cup. If I get, like, a bottle of orange juice and I get more orange juice, I have to fill up that container. I become very anal uh, about that. Oh, okay. All right. That's and interesting. I, and I like to watch music videos. Like, yeah. there used to be, like, MTV jams, and I would just watch music videos and just sit there and go, who funded this? Like, who, <laughs> who thought this was a good investment? Well, you could tell like what you like and what you don't like when you do mushrooms. Like yeah. if there is a TV show that you're like, oh, wow, I, I kind of like the show. I love watching it every week. But then you see that on mushrooms. It's like you see all the intricate things like, oh, this guy's a bad actor. Oh, she's a bad actor. Oh, this person shouldn't be on TV. Have you ever done anything stupid on mushrooms? Uh, so one day, I think this is the second to last time I did mushrooms, uh, me and my friends, we walked in the woods. So it was the winter, um, it was about maybe 5 p.m., and it was getting dark, and that's when the peak hit, and one second I'm in the woods, the next second I'm in town, and I'm, like, hitting my hand against my car door, and there's, like, people watching. <laughs> it was, like, so embarrassing. 
Nice. We, <laughs> the last time I took mushrooms, it was me. I lived with three of my buddies after college. Um, and two of them were moving out. Just my buddy Jerem was staying. So we said, all right, let's eat mushrooms. Let's lock the front door, lock the back gate. Let's eat mushrooms. <laughs> and we're all like doing our own thing. I'm watching music videos, germs in the, we had a kiddie pool in the backyard. Um, everyone just kind of hanging out. And then they lost track of me for a little bit in the house. <laughs> oh no. And I was in my buddy Lions, who I do a holiday for. Anyone who follows me online, I've been doing Lions Day uh, all weekend. Um, it found me in his room and I had a can of black paint and I was trying to paint a half circle. He had the biggest open wall because we didn't have any beer and I wanted the Coors Light. <laughs> I, I thought the Coors Light uh, train would come through and bring us there. <laughs> so that was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You were just trying to open a thing up in the wall. Like I said, mushrooms are my favorite drug. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So let's get to know you a little bit beyond because you do more than just mushrooms. Yeah. So first of all, Joe Randazzo. So when I joined Bronx Pinstripes, I see everyone's names, but I'm not like looking at people's profile pictures. Yeah. Really, I expect you to be like a real greaseball. Okay. Okay. I That's would just, fair. That's yeah, so like fair. Yankee fan Randazzo. You know, you might have Jason Giambi's number tattooed on your back. <laughs> no, I have tattoos on me, but not Jason Giambi. So you're a Long Island guy. Yeah, I've lived on Long Island my whole life. I mean, I love the suburbs. So uh, you live on Long Island, not in Long Island? No, uh, yeah, I guess so. Is that a thing in Long Island? I, I've been so entrenched in Long Island, I don't even know if that's a thing. I that, saw it on Twitter like uh, like 10 days ago or so. I'm okay. Saving that for you. All right, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not that much of a greaseball. At least I don't. I don't think I am. Maybe I come off that way. No, you look like, honestly... You look like who's the dude from Twilight uh, when he's got like long hair, the werewolf guy, the hot. Oh, OK, the hot. Yeah, yeah like the like hot guy. That. But like if he joined only chess club, like if he was just okay. just chess club. OK, all right. Now that you're not you're just not like Jack, like not like yeah. you're a bad looking guy. But yeah, you're, thank you. you know, yeah, you kind of you give me with the long hair. You give me that vibe. All right. All right. I'll take that. So Long Island, it's somehow not a Met fan. No, see, it's funny because my mom and dad were Mets fans, right? But wow, this is a slippery slope. This is what Frank Marco started with, and he's yeah, that's he, fine, that's uh, fine. Okay, I don't mind. Uh, yeah, my mom and dad were Mets fans, but the Yankees were great at the time. Okay, so uh, we always had the Yankees on. There's literally no reason to have on the Mets when I was a kid. No one wants that, to watch fucking Todd Zeal. No, no, no. It was uh, he stunk. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my dad, once Piazza came through, that's when he started bleeding in the Mets stuff. I'll admit, I, I actually did love Mike Piazza when I was a kid. I was one of those guys who was like, all right, I guess I could watch both. Then I got to college, and I was like, oh, this isn't happening. <laughs> I can't do this. My favorite Mike Piazza thing of all time, and it does show, like, it's so it, it the greaseball must skip a generation because like yeah. your dad with Piazza, Jesus, Randazzo, <laughs> that's I imagine he's making his own gravy out in the garage for the year. Um, my favorite Piazza thing is someone called into uh, Mike Francesa one time. I just go, hey, Mike, uh, I got to get your opinion on this. Mike Piazza, he's got to be the best hitting gay Italian catcher of all time. I'll hang <laughs> up and listen. That's awesome. 
was that frosted hair Mike Piazza that era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marrying a playmate to show us. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So it was just strictly like the Yankee. Your parents were Met fans, but like not jamming it down your throat. But the Yankees are good, so that's what we're watching. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, pretty much the Yankees. I mean, like I watched the Mets too as a kid. But, like, obviously, I'm with the Bronx Pinstripes now. I don't bleed orange and blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. To, like, to go all the way from, like, Met fan parents to, like, spending your free time pretty much all Yankees. I don't it's, know. I don't know how that happened. It's uh, so dramatic. I, yeah, yeah. You're like, real thing it's like Collegio in a Bronx tale. Like, there's racist, like, where you should be terrible place. <laughs> yeah. So now there exactly. you go. You got a little. You're in the Bronx. You got a little urban. Exactly. Area. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. The thing that really, really killed the Mets for me, and realizing I have to get that in my life, was Jabba Chamberlain. I fucking. I know. I don't know if we can curse, but I love Jabba Chamberlain. Cur- Dude, I motherfucked everybody to <laughs> okay, sort this. You're show. right. You're right. Dude, this isn't <laughs> Scott and Andrew. We're not having a picnic. This is <laughs> a right. silly goose time. Yeah, I mean, I fucking love Jobber Chamberlain, and that was when I was kind of, like, started getting into marijuana, too, so me and my friends would be bait, and we would just watch this this fat guy, and he's just throwing heat, he's getting everybody out, I don't know, I, I loved it, and that right there was, like, that was the moment I really, really became a Yankee fan. Was just smoking weed and watching Jobber Chamberlain? Jobber Chamberlain. Like, I always grew up watching the Yankees, but, like, the second... I sort of like, all right, I love this team was Jabba. That was probably it. I mean, I wore his sweatshirt so much. Like, it's disgusting. I'm going to be honest. That's got to be a top five all-time, like, worst stories of becoming a Yankee fan. It's just smoking smoking weed and loving Jabba Chamberlain. (laughs) Well, I also really love Shelly Duncan, too. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) All right, me and my friend Bobby, uh... When Shelly Duncan came up, I mean, we thought this guy was going to be what Aaron judges today. We thought that was going to be Shelly. And when he fell off, like, we kind of couldn't believe it. Like, we didn't really think about small sample size at the time. But, like, we thought that guy was Babe Ruth. That is – I thought he was Gary Busey's son. He looked like Gary <laughs> Busey's son. He did. Um, yeah, that's up there with uh, – I did a podcast with Tommy Smokes one time, and he put Sean Chacon on his uh, Mount Rushmore. Just have it. Fucking. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I mean, I know you love A-Rod and like everybody loved Jeter, but I like, I love like the Sean Chacon type. Yankee I'm a big fans, Louis, I'm a big Louis Soho people. guy. I love Louis okay. Soho. Okay. All right. All right. A good utility guy. If Louis Soho got up in the eighth inning or later, it's a double in the gap. Yeah. 100% of the time. As far as I remember. Yeah. Um, so you grow up, you're just like, so being a Yankee fan because they're good versus your dad making his own wine in the backyard in a Mike Piazza jersey. Like, how do you then get to go to Yankee games? Like, would your dad be like, I'll suck it up and bring you? As a kid, uh, the only Yankee game I went to in the old stadium was, like, this Gary Sheffield multi-home run game. I just, I was broke, and, like, my dad worked, like, six days a week, and on Sundays he just didn't want to go to games. Like, I didn't start going to games until, like, maybe the last five years when I, like, I finally had my own money. Like, becoming an adult. Yeah. yeah it's such, a, fr- it's such yeah. a freeing thing when you do that. When you're just yeah. like, 
I'll just go whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, most of my experiences were on TV. Like every big Yankee moment, I just watched on television. So talk to me a little bit about like that transition because you grow up and it's just like in this box and like you'd been there once, but it's really just like this thing in this box. And all of a sudden you're in this box and to the extent now, don't you have, do you have like a, a ticket package too? I do. Yeah. Now me and my girlfriend, we have like a 20 game ticket package. Nice. It's like everything that I ever wanted as a kid, I'm like doing now. I don't know. Uh, life is great now. It's the best part of doing childhoods. this. Yeah. But like, this is the greatest time of my life. I can't complain about it. To like be with the Bronx Pinstripes and to go to games. And like, sometimes I get to talk to like some of the people from the Yes Network. Like, it just doesn't feel real. I say all the time, all I wanted when I was a kid was to have season tickets to the Yankees. And now I essentially do. Yeah. Like, because realistically, I couldn't get to every game if I had them, but I can go to any game uh and sit in great seats and it's crazy you do get gassed up when you get like a cone retweet like you get uh, you're, yeah you're I ready to run through a fucking wall <laughs> i love it these are like all things i always wanted to do uh i remember i told you i was an intern for opie and anthony and one day i was in the elevator with jim norton and jim norton's like what do you want to do with your life i'm like i just want to be a sports writer and like now i get to do that uh, it's not something I ever thought I would do because for a while it was just I never thought I could get into it. Then I saw blogging, and that's I just took destiny into my own hands. So I forgot that about you—that you're an, a former Opie and Anthony intern. Not only was I a former Opie and Anthony intern, I was deemed the dumbest Opie and Anthony intern of all time. So you were post um, when Sam Roberts started. Yeah, Sam Roberts was a producer then. Um, it was after. Do you remember Pat Duffy, the guy who got like thrown up on in his mouth? Yes. Okay, I was maybe a year or two after him. So what year? What years were you there? 2010. Okay. So yeah, yeah. 2011. I probably like just stopped listening. Okay, uh, maybe I, that's a good thing. No, well, like I grew up on Obi and Anthony taking, you know, I would take the um, the bus across the Bronx from City Island to Bronx Science every day for high school. And I had, you know, a CD player that had a radio, too. So okay. I would listen to these like crazy guys on the way home. And the first time my buddies, one of my buddies told me, you got to listen to these guys. And the first time I turned it on, they had a gay guy in a Justin Timberlake shirt going down. <laughs> In, in an in-sync t-shirt going down on a girl for Justin Timberlake tickets. While oh, she, I remember that. While she had her period. Was it, uh, what's her name? She was like a homeless woman. Was it Stalker Patty? It might have been. Was? It might have been Stalker yeah. Patty. And I was like, at the time, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I love this. And then, yeah, then they got a little nuts. And it's funny that you worked there because, so I got into all this because I grew up with KFC at yeah. Barstool. And his cousin was like one of my best friends in the world. And he died in 2009. Oh, my God. Yeah. From an undiagnosed heart condition. And the last conversation I had, Kevin had just started at Barstool. I was doing uh, some stand up uh, and like comedy stuff. And he was a producer on uh, Celebrity Apprentice. The last movie he did was Cop Out. It was like okay. a shitty Kevin Smith 
yeah. uh, Tracy Morgan Bruce thing. Willis. Yeah. And the he had just wrapped that, and he was just like the last thing, the, literally the last conversation we ever had, he was like, listen, me, you, Kevin, we got to get together. You guys are so funny. I'm learning producing. Like, one day I want to, like, make something with you guys. And the thing that triggered it for him was – he was listening to Opie and Anthony and whoever were, were on that day was just like buddies who like made a thing. Yeah. And that was his thing. And then I eventually got to go on the Sam Roberts show and it was like, wow, I did this for you, John. You know, it was kind of cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that was wait, what was the reason why you went to the Sam Roberts show? I remember he just, he, told he, just invite, he like okay. a producer just reached out and invited me on. I think they thought I was a bigger part of Barstool than I was. And I was just oh, like, right. like, whatever. I just, I want to go on this show. Like, cause I remember when Sam, uh, was an intern, like 2008 that was. So yeah. Yeah. 2007, 2008. Yeah. yeah. Sam Roberts was one of the nicer people to me. Sam Roberts had like a rep of like shitting on the interns. And like, even though he shit on me, anytime there was like an opportunity to like get me on the air on his show or like, oh, a day, I mean, he always threw me threw me on for better or for worse and then he always tell other like shows about me like oh you could use this guy but i was such a shitty intern it just <laughs> it just didn't work out i wasn't meant for that where'd you go to college uh at the time i was in stony brook okay and yeah i was not only was i a bad intern i was like a bad student too i spent most of my time going to ona i just didn't go to class i just was there every day which, looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that because I wasn't very good at that either. So I kind of fucked myself. Okay. So you go to Stony Brook. You're interning at ONA. You want to be a sports writer. How do you end up with Bronx Pinstripes? Because you have a following on like Instagram. Like You've built a like pretty good following. You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram at DeflateGator. DeflateGator, yeah. So what, what is that name? Is oh, it's from Tom Brady's Deflate Gate thing. Okay. So Deflate Gator was originally a football page. Okay. But like I don't know nearly enough about football as I do baseball. So like after a few months I'm like, I'm just gonna talk about the Yankees and that's when things started doing well for me. Have you thought about changing the handle? To uh, something Yankees? Maybe I could, and like maybe I'll get more of a following, but I don't know. I kind of don't want to mess that up, especially with Instagram, because for whatever reason, if you change the name on Instagram, I heard they like penalize you and shadow like, you ban don't... you. Yeah, shadow ban you. They'll like do that. So for Instagram, I I don't think I'll do it. I'll just keep the stupid name forever. <laughs> it's fine. Works for me. Yeah. Um, so. You start just like making content on there, and it's it's mostly like you're making memes. I think yeah. what you do is, so like I was never good on Instagram. I just because of the dog thing, I picked up like a lot of followers. Yeah, but I was never good on Instagram because I always thought it was like people taking selfies and like being good looking, which I'm not necessarily. And I, so I didn't put much out there. But I see the way you do it and like you, sh you know, without giving away like your secret sauce, you essentially like you just create memes like you're a meme yeah. account, but like you're creating them. You're taking Twitter, the wittiness of Twitter and bringing and it bring to it the to visual Instagram. of Instagram, yeah. which I really I, like. 
Yeah, I made my Instagram sort of like a meme page slash blog because I wanted to start a website, but like nobody's going to go to my website. I figured I'd reach more people with Instagram, and here I am. Yeah. Um, so then how do you end up with Bronze Pinstripes? Well, Bronze Pinstripes, uh, before like I started like doing okay on Twitter, I like I DM the Bronze Pinstripes page. Maybe I was in over my head because – I don't know. I, I was just doing memes on Instagram, like you said, but like, hey, I'm going to reach out to these guys. I want to blog. Uh, and finally, somebody did get back to me. I'm not sure who it was, but after they got back to me, they didn't talk to me for maybe about a month. They just answered me, and that was that. And then randomly, out of the blue, like Scott emailed me. And uh, I guess my first day was technically opening day. Of this year? Yeah, yeah. So you're another newbie. Yeah, I started the same time you did. Yeah, see, I don't know who's been around. I feel like we all just showed up like this year. Yeah, that's the way it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I think the only person who's been around has been like Andrew, Scott, Rich. And I think like Frank was around like dragging them down for a while. Was, <laughs> but... And I think Nick was there last year. This is his yes, second. Yes, Nick. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick had just done his second year. So... And you were just like, screw it. I can, I can dive in. I can write kind of long form. Yeah. So I always ask, I like to get it from your own words. Are you, your analytics, comedy, something in between? Like, I feel like those are kind of end, the ends of the spectrum for what we do. Like, where do you feel like your writing falls in? Uh, growing up, I really loved Bill Simmons and like the way he talked about baseball and football. I would say it's How something old around. You? I'm 31. I feel like that's too old to say growing up. I really liked Bill Simmons. Just like, oh, yeah. oh, I like yeah, Bill Simmons. Funny. Yeah, for a second, funny. for a second, I thought you were going to be like, I'm 25. And I was like doing the math. I was like, how is it Opie and Anthony when he was like 12? Like, I was no, like, no, damn. I... But also Bill Simmons is old enough that there are people who are like growing up. Yeah, no, I really, uh, I like Bill Simmons. Uh, I guess it's somewhere around that style, except Bill Simmons doesn't get into like statistical analysis. I, I like fan graphs. I like, uh, I like stat cast. I try to get, uh, I try to tell a story and then I also try to get the stats in there too. I feel like I try to do a good combination of both. Nice. Um, so let's kind of dive in a little bit. I like to get everyone's idea of like, how do you how do you feel the offseason has gone for the Yankees? Like, where do you stand on the like, you know, we didn't do enough. Cashman stinks or like we get or, you know, there's the Nick Kirby like we got Garrett Cole. He's also going to hit 40 home runs. You know, I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy with the offseason. I did want to keep Didi and I know you didn't want to keep Didi. I wanted to keep Didi. You did want to keep not Didi. for 14 million dollars. Yeah. See, I'm one of those types on the internet. It's like, whatever, it's the fucking Yankees. Like, they make billions of dollars a year. They could, like, have Didi for a year. But now that he's not here, it's like, whatever. All right, we have Glaber Torres. Glaber is awesome. I'll deal with it. Yeah, he doesn't have as many emojis, but he's yeah. much better at baseball. <laughs> he's very good at baseball. He's a better defender than uh, Didi ever was. I thought Didi was great, and then... I'm not that into the metrics. I'm sort of in there, sort of not with defense, but... He wasn't very good ever <laughs> at defense. Strong arm. He had a strong, yeah, strong arm, arm, and yeah. that like kind of the strong arm was his jump throw, where yeah. it's like, is he getting everything he's supposed to? When he gets there, is he handling it well? But like his arms making up for a lot. 
And for a, a good amount of time there, you're also throwing the ball to Teixeira, who's a vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, he's sort of like uh, Gio. I know Gio's defensive numbers aren't that great, but like they make such pretty plays where it just makes them look better than they are. I don't yeah. know. I was devastated when he left, but I, I'm a, I'm over it now. Devastated over Didi? I was devastated. I love Didi. <laughs> I think Didi, he did the, the toughest job in the world, but not for $14 million. Like if he would have taken like nine, if they were like the Yankees yeah. signed Didi one year, $9 million, he's taking a $2 million pay cut from not playing at all last year. I, w I would not be upset about it, as long as yeah. he still got Garrett Cole. What do you think yeah, about Betances? That one I'm still, like, not over. Like, I know he was hurt <laughs> last year. <laughs> like, Yo, I, I felt that. Everyone felt that in the way you said that. Like, I'm not over it. <laughs> like, I'm the type of person that still loves Shelly Duncan and thinks about him. And, like, Batanzas has been, like, not that. No, no, you're not the kind of person. You're the only person. person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the only person who's thinking about Shelly Duncan. Yeah, so uh, I'm out here googling Shelly Duncan to see what he's up to in life. I think he's like a minor league coach in the Diamondbacks, and I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes manager there one day. Major league field coordinator for the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, all right, so he's moving on. Only 40 right, years old. Yeah. Wow. I think when he came up, he was like 27 or 28. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I, I'm still devastated over Batanzas. He was like my favorite baby bomber that was an Aaron Judge. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's another one where you just got paid a lot of money to do nothing. If, yeah. if you want to be here, there's a way to be here. <laughs> they only have to pay you a half a million dollars. You can't take less <laughs> yeah. than that, but... You could take less than we get. But at the same time, like I've said a billion times, I get it. He had to make a decision. The Yankees had to make a decision. Uh, and I think there's still flexibility to build up that bullpen over the you know the rest of the offseason and yeah. the first half. Well, Batantis also had a baby last year, too. So I, I, I don't blame him for taking the money. But like I said, I still wish he was here. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've, I've said a bunch of times is – we get so hung up on the, you know, $34 million a year guys, you know, thinking about all that money where it's like this one year of whatever, whatever it is that he got 12 million, 10 million, whatever, like that is, that's generational change for a family. Like yeah. I think he's, I think his parents are probably from the Dominican Republic. I think he was like first generation here. Like you have just changed like several generations of your family, you've changed, you know, so much. It's everyone's dream in just that one year. And now he could still go out and get another huge contract and he didn't have to pack up and move. Like, I think it makes sense. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's going to come right back to the Yankees. And it's like, it's like what? a David Robertson kind of thing. Yeah. But like, are we now we're going to want to shell out when he's super expensive? If we weren't going <laughs> to. True. If we weren't going to find like a three-year like team-friendly deal now, I don't think we are later. No, no. And I guess they got some arms coming up. Maybe Debbie Garcia could fill that hole. The Wiseka, that Luis Gill kid. Uh, scouts seem to like him. I don't know anything about him. But I just read that the scouts say he's okay. So uh, maybe he'll fill in. I have such a hard time looking at the minor leaguers because it just like it gets me mad. 
Like I, I've said a billion times, Gary Sanchez yeah. at a certain point didn't even exist because I heard about him for so long. I was like, this isn't a real person. But now for when it comes to these pitchers, one thing I'm looking for, and like they don't have to be Nolan Ryan, all right? Yeah. But I would like one to come up and just be like good right away. Yeah. You, you don't have to be like you don't have to be the ace. Come in and be like the number four starter or like whatever it is, middle of rotation guy. But not like ah, do we got to put him in the bullpen for a bit? Yeah, we got to send him down. Like I'd like someone to just kind of nuts on the table, do it. And I remember campaigning for you know, give chance a chance, and you know, same. We've, <laughs> we've done it for for these guys so many times that it's just like how can Derry Garcia just be the real deal? One my one, my one rule for prospects right now is did their like UCL ever explode? Like, wasn't that what happened with Chance? Like, didn't he have Tommy John? What was his injury? I, I think so. It sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, like, get, let's get the Tommy John out of the way when you're 16. And like, yeah. don't make it be my problem. Well, That's even it. even then, like, uh, I'm reading uh, The Arm by Jeff Passan right now. And, like, once you have one of those surgeries, the chance that you get other injuries, like, exponentially grows. Like the same, I, like the same injury again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, injury. I have my ACL replaced twice, and it's okay. like, I don't know what the percentage is of like your original to tear it, like for okay. for it to be fine. But then, like, if, if there's like a ten percent chance to tear it, um, you know, like one out of every ten people is at some point going to tear their ACL. Once you have it a first time. That second time it jumps from like ten percent to fifteen to yeah. like twenty five. Like I'm I don't know, I'm probably like nine years, eight, nine years on this one, and I'm just like, I know it's gonna go. Like any I'm every step I take, I'm like, oh, this is it. This I'm is sure that's a horrible feeling. It's a terrible <laughs> just life. Around every day. <laughs> it's a terrible life to lead. But yeah, I mean, it, that's also the thing with the it's between pitch limits and like this guy and Tommy John Henton, like I just want a guy with a good arm to go through the minor league system, come in, be a major league starter, a serviceable major league starter, and then get better from there. Does he yeah. have to win a Cy Young? It'd be nice, but he doesn't have to. I just don't want the like, ah, oh, should we long relief him? Can he do two innings? I think having a guy like CC off the roster and, you know, possibly Tanaka after this upcoming year, we then get away from also the like, Who's going to go? I mean, CeCe's been giving us four inning starts for like four years. Yeah. Imagine just getting a starter who go between five and six as a five starter. Like yeah. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Just, what a great time that would be. What yeah. a fantasy world we'd be living in. See, with uh, elbow injuries, I know Cole, I don't think he ever had a like a UCL injury. I think that's one of the reasons why they probably threw all that money at him. Because when you reach, like, 30 years old and your elbow never blew up, like, there's a good chance you're going to stay healthy. That's another thing I learned from this book. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't do it early, it's uh, kind of like reverse chicken pox. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've never had chicken pox, you're, not, you're obviously not going to get it as an adult. Well, if you, of course, but, if you, but if you do – so it is like chicken pox. Oh, okay, okay. You're not li – if you do it when you're younger – I don't know if this analogy even works, really. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? But like, but if you get it when you're older, like you could, you're fucked. 
<laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. it's not good, but it's less no. likely to happen. Yeah, it's less likely to happen. That like that's the point I was trying to make. So you mentioned we didn't talk about this at the beginning, but you mentioned you were reading this book. You're a librarian. Yeah, I'm the only person on Yankee social media who's probably a librarian. Ah, uh, so one libraries still exist. That was fun they to do. learn. Like <laughs> I thought, like the one in New York, like the big one that I just yeah. went into. Since the baseball season has ended, I have been in that library for the first time ever. And I grew okay. up. I grew up in New York City. Yeah, I've never been there before. Um, I was very heartbroken to find out Ghostbusters wasn't actually filmed there. It was. Oh, in, I'm sorry. It was a library <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, how do you end up being a librarian? Uh, so I worked in a Barnes Noble for like five years, and it was like a tough time in my life. I was making no money. Uh, there's nothing appealing about a person that doesn't make any money, and I hated my job. But like, I always loved books. And I always loved being around books. I was always good at, like, recommending books to people. And uh, my girlfriend's like, well, why don't you just go to school to be a librarian? And just, you could be around books, and your job won't suck, and you'll get paid well. That's literally my, cr my criteria to be a librarian. Librarians fall under the paid well? Yeah, I get, I get paid decently. Like, I I'm, mean, not, I'm not, like, judging you. I just, yeah. I could just see that being a thing, like, teachers, like. Yeah. It's necessary. It helps kids, but we're not throwing a ton of money at it. In terms of like jobs that uh, the pay isn't great, it's at the top of the list okay. of, that they pay well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have like two BMWs outside. But... No, no, not at all. And then did I also see on Twitter somewhere? Are you you're getting a master's too? I'm getting my. You have to get a master's in order to be a librarian. It's such a ruse, but like I'm just going along with it, just so like I can get my life in order. So it's one of those things. Like I remember when I was in elementary school, where this crop of smoking hot teachers come in. <laughs> like even the guy teachers were hot. Yeah. <laughs> like they all had to be banging each other, um, and they all had. Uh, they were all going, also going to school. And I was like, but you're a teacher. Why are you in school? And it was like, well, you can become a teacher, but to, in order to keep doing it, you have to be getting your master's. So librarians like the same way. That's exactly what this is. Okay. And like library school, I, I don't know what I've learned. Like I've gotten everything I need to know. Is library, library school a, a different school than? Well, right like, now I'm going to LIU Post, so they they'll have like the programs in different colleges. Okay. Well, the way yeah. you made it to like library school, I was just like, is this like it's Hogwarts? No, it's yeah. not like that. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> when I was a kid, my aunt uh, was a librarian out on Long Island too. Okay. Yeah. What library? I don't know. I'm not okay, a good right. nephew, but uh, she gave the worst Christmas gifts. It was always books. It was always That's books. That's all we know. <laughs> it was always books. It's just like, here's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it's like, I'm not going to read that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a book guy. I haven't read a book in so long. Do I'm, you do audio books? No. No, like if anything. So I'm not that. So if there is a like fantasy, right? Like some yeah. fiction, right? If it's any good, someone will make it a movie. Yeah, and so you just wait for that. Matt Damon is so much better than my imagination. <laughs> if it's something that is uh, 
you know, like autobiographies. So if I were to read, it would be more like autobiographies, nonfiction. I can learn almost all that on podcasts and YouTube. At this all point, right, that's true. Uh, Joe Rogan had a bit about uh, like Game of Thrones and how like the TV show is so much better. And like you're a terrible person if you say the books are better. And for Game of Thrones, I definitely agree. And for fiction, I kind of like moved away from fiction. It's boring. Like I get nothing out of it. I'm like mostly reading these baseball books now, like a lot of nonfiction. I'll read like war stories. Like that's where my interests are right now. The closest I've gotten to reading a book in the last decade was I think I read like the first two. I don't even know if they're necessarily chapters of like Judd Apatow has a book of like interviewing comics. Oh, the comedians. Yeah, I made it like two things. And I put it down and then and then we're done. I have got that was, I'm never going to remember back. that book. Yeah, that was barely a book. It was just like a podcast with words like yeah. just release the podcast. <laughs> There's that's no point in making that book. That's as close as I got. <laughs> So, like, is the library business booming? Like, are people at the library? Dude, there's always people at the library. Is it just kids, homeless guys, and perverts? There's a lot of homeless guys. Uh, not as much perverts. Like, in Barnes & Noble, there's definitely perverts. There's always people masturbating in the bathroom of Barnes & Noble. It was disgusting. Wow. <laughs> but uh, it's just regular people. Most of the time at libraries, people just sit on computers. Or, like, tutors will come in. They'll That's the kids. perverts. That's the perverts, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people just come in to use the library computers. That's the perverts. Well, a lot of the time, they're just, like, looking for jobs, and I'm, like, helping people with their resume. Which is strange, because like I said, I spent five years at Barnes and Noble, and like people are asking me for career advice, and it's like uh, maybe go to someone else. But okay, <laughs> I'll try to help. Here's my first tip: try to get a job where the people aren't masturbating in the room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I got you there. All right, so that's a, yeah. I'm not like I. I feel like people think I'm dumber when I'm just like, yeah, I don't read. Like it's a big concern. My sister runs a bookstore uh, at a okay. college campus, and it's just like for Christmas. She was like, "Do you? How about I get you like a book of the month club?" And I said, "How about I get myself a fire pit? <laughs> They'll go together great." Because I'm just never going to read them. I just like don't have that time. To put it in full perspective, my father-in-law wrote Boardwalk Empire. Are you serious? He wrote the books that became the TV show. I've never read. That book at all. I got autographed copies of this book all over my house. I mean, you're probably better off watching the show, but that like yes, that's like the, insane. They, they got Terrence Winter, who wrote The Sopranos, to write this. It's so much better than my imagination. I would have <laughs> never picked Steve Buscemi. I would have <laughs> never thought of Steve Buscemi. I mean, Steve Buscemi is like awesome in everything he does, and you can't get Steve Buscemi in a book. You could try to write a character like Buscemi, but that only works in real life. You'd never. He wrote the book. He thought it'd be Nick Nolte. Really? Yeah. Well, it goes to show you. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "We're not. We don't work." HBO was like, "We don't work with Nick Nolte. He's too crazy." And then oh, they did so that. Funny. And then they did a show with him about like racehorses, and all the horses died, and they canceled it right away. Oh my god! A little inside the HBO, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm just not a book guy. So other things that happened this off season. There's been. A little bit of buzz going. And I know this is anyone who I have on. Like Karen didn't care to talk to me at all aside from really this. The Astros cheated at baseball, Joe. They're sons of bitches. And I'm loving every second of this. Their downfall is awesome. They have – they've let down America. 
They let down James Harden. They let down <laughs> Akeem Olajuwon. Like, it's just bad. I mean, I – listen, I wrote blogs defending them while we played them of like, hey, if they're stealing signs just looking in, good for them. I remember that, yeah. The cameras, what are you doing, guys? Like, what are you doing? I've talked about it a couple weeks in a row. would love to hear your thoughts on all these pieces of shit. Well, I, uh, I got, I've like hated the Astros for a few years now. It's like a lot of Yankee fans have. And uh, my girlfriend started watching in 2017. And one of the first things she said was, I fucking hate Jose Altuve. And like, that's been one of her things. I fucking hate Altuve. So to like watch them just die like this, it kind of reminds you like what, I don't know if you know the story, but it's like the Greek tragedy. Like the guy flies too close to the sun. He has Icarus. wings. Yeah. Icarus, there we yeah. go. Fucking <laughs> yeah. JJ Brooks over here. Fucking Icarus. They had everything. They're like always winning. They have this awesome farm system. They have everything. They're going to win for the next 10 years, but they're fuck ups and they have cameras everywhere and they're cheaters and the whole world thinks that like there'll be a good team with or without the cheating, but like, their reputation is tarnished. But is it that they flew too close to the sun and it's Icarus, or is it the Wizard of Oz and really it was just a man behind the curtain the whole time? <laughs> Probably. Fucking book talk over here on George's <laughs> yeah. box. I know um, their, I don't know, their playoff splits, it's like dramatic. Like Altuve is awesome at home, but on the road he was shit. But like I was reading. Uh, a fan grab, not reading, I was listening to a fan podcast, and they were saying that throughout the season that, like, it was exactly the same, like, Altuve's home road splits were okay during the regular season. I don't know how much the cameras, like, really played a factor, but I'm just going to say they're fucking cheaters. I mean, I think it's clear that, that they're cheaters, and I had said, I think I said it when I had Andrew on a couple weeks ago, that when we were up, and like this playoffs and it's like, wow, I just know Gary Sanchez isn't going to get a hit here. Like I yeah. know Edwin's not going to get a hit here. Like I just knew it's not happening. You just. Yeah. And I wondered, like, on the other side, are the fans like, man, this is when they're going to break out, you know, and it felt like the Astros were never getting out. Imagine what it feels like to be like, oh, and I know what they're fucking throwing. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what's coming. Yeah, like the amazing. Correa home run. The Correa home run with a uh, hat. Actually, hat had like been pretty good up until that point. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he stinks, but I, I hope like they find Correa had a buzzer for that home run because like I just want hat to be vindicated there. I've heard some very reliable rumors that the buzzers are real, but it was like a circle. Like so, everyone on the team knows about the trash can. Because you yeah. have to know about the trash can. Because they're banging a trash can. Like, I just look back and I feel like if I if the Yankees were in their division, if we played them 19 times and t nine or 10 of those games are in Houston. Yeah. I go, what the fuck is that banging at some point? Just that yeah. home. I feel like Yankee Twitter picks it up. But this is why everyone complains about East Coast bias. No one from fucking Seattle or Oakland or the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles that also means the Angels. <laughs> you 
none of them picked up on it because no one gives a shit out there about baseball. You know, well, like 2015 and 16, weren't their ratings like 0.0 for a while? And then finally, it kind of just like took off in 2017. Like nobody was watching. There was no way anybody could have figured it out. But like, so, so everyone knows about the banging because you're hearing the banging. There's no way, yeah. like no one on the team is like, what's that banging? And they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Don't worry about that. I guess the <laughs> toilet's clogged up. Like you figure that shit out. But from what I've been told. There's an inner circle, and it's like franchise guys, the guys who are drafted early, who are yeah. getting extensions, who are deep in extension talk, who only trusted each other, and the organization, you know, the people within the organization who only really trusted them. So if you're a fourth outfielder, if you're, you know, the utility guy who's going back and forth to, I think that Fresno was, is their AAA or yeah. something like that, you're not in on this. But if you're Correa... Like you're Altuve, you're Bregman, you got a buzzer. So, like, here's my question about that. Why, like, have Beltran in it then? Like, is that where they kind of fucked up? Well, I don't think Beltran is in on the buzzers. Okay, he's not in on the buzzers. Okay. No, I don't think he's a buzzer guy. I, okay. think, I think it's the same way. Like, if you cheat to win the World Series, do you then stop cheating? No. Hell no. I no. wouldn't, you know. No well, one 2018, was. they had they bought like 85 Rapsodo cameras, and those are like the cameras they use to like, uh, like study their pitch grips, and like yep. NASA uses them. Like that's insane. Like the next team under them bought like six cameras. That was the Dodgers. Like what the fuck are you gonna do with 85 cameras? Yeah, one, you guys are doing too much, and it just became. Well, I think that they got through 2017, and we're like, this is this is fucking great. Like cheating's yeah. the best. I yeah. love cheating. I could actually see this as uh, like a drunk history thing. <laughs> I can just picture someone mouth over like, I love cheating. Cheating's the best. Let's keep cheating. <laughs> and um, they – but banging on a trash can is not sustainable. You know, obviously no. you saw in uh, like the you know the first video I think John Bo that John Boy did, like uh, Danny Forquart. Yeah, yeah. That was like late in the season. You know, it was like later in the season. Mm -hmm. People were starting to catch up. Like some shit's going on here. And also with guys changing teams, I think you got to make, you know, you got to make some adjustments. And whether that's, you know, for most teams, it's like, let's change the indicator on the steel side. But this guy's like, ah, <laughs> oh, let's move away from trash can banging to, you know, something Buzzers. else. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe for some people there was a whistle. But like for, you know, if you're in, you're getting that buzzer treatment. I mean, I, I've always hated Altuve, like I said. I hate Bregman. And it's like their cockiness, like whenever they get a hit, it's like, oh, they invented baseball. Like Bregman will drive in two runs. He's like going around the bases to second. Like, yeah, this is my sport. If you've never seen – I'm the first person to hit a double. I've so always like, kind of liked Bregman. You like Bregman? Because I, uh, I thought like, you know, you know he – Go, you know, like he wears a jersey because of like the teams that didn't pick him, you know, when he yeah. goes to LSU. He like he really like he should have been drafted out of high school and told teams, if you don't take me in the first round because I broke my wrist, I'm going to go to college. It like, doesn't matter yeah. when you take me. Like, I appreciate guys who, uh, you know, believe in themselves. I appreciate the way he went about uh, picking up uh, tip uh, pitch tipping 
and yeah. things like that when there weren't cameras, when I didn't yeah. know there were cameras. <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy's not only doing, he's trying to help the team. He's being a leader, all that stuff. Um, I saw some video where he speaks Spanish and like he does that pretty cool. And so like I always kind of liked him. Altuve, I got tired of the fucking, you know, oh, he got cut and then he just showed up again. Yeah. And now he's like the MVP and it was like questionable MVP numbers anyway. So I like had enough on that. And then, like, Correa and Springer, like, just fuck you guys for being good at baseball. But I never really had an issue with Bregman, and now you look back and it's just like, what a cocky fuck. Well, there's, like, like you said, he's so talented. He's maybe, like, one of the most talented hitters out of all of them. Like, why cheat? Like, what's even the point of doing that? You don't need that. You're going to hit 40 bombs regardless. Like, why do you need a buzzer? Like, that, that's another thing that bothers me. Like, these are, like, elite athletes. You you don't need to go that far. It's just fucking annoying. Like, just let your talent talk. Looking back at it, I know you're a wrestling fan. I love right? wrestling. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a wrestling guy as well. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? My favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. He's, okay. Who's the cheater? His gimmick is the cheater, which is ironic. So I, I think everything is wrestling, especially everything yeah. in entertainment is in some way wrestling. Yeah. And um, I remember hearing an interview with Bret Hart a couple years ago where he said, yeah, when they would do like the pre-match promos, they used to do that in the 90s. They were always like in yeah. the locker room before. He goes, I would tell you if I was going to win. Like, <laughs> I would, if I was going to win, I said I'm going to win. Yeah. If I wasn't going to win, I just wouldn't say I'm going to win. And yeah. I look at like Bregman. And I'm like, he fucking told us, you know, yeah. like he told us. And we, it just took forever for us all to figure it out. Well, there was a, a thing where he was, I think it was an interview in 2018, or maybe it was this year. Uh, he was talking about, like, Beltran and stuff. He was saying that uh, one of the biggest acquisitions of the offseason, was kind of like Cora said, was uh, Carlos Beltran for the Yankees. And it's like, now we know what that means. It's like what you were talking about. Like, oh, uh, he's just insinuating that the Yankees are also cheating and maybe they have cameras. I wonder because so far the Yankees have been exonerated from, you know, everyone yeah. wants to pull them into it. I wonder if Beltron proposed cheating to anyone or if he just said, like, listen, hey, I got out of – I won a World Series. I got out. And now I'm just going to – you know, learn, use some of the stuff with cameras legally in terms yeah. of like helping Paxton not tip pitches and things like that, but not do it again. Or like, you know, and so then do the Astros for the last two years just assume every time they're at Yankee Stadium, like, well, they've got a camera too. Well, that guy, Tobman, he like, didn't he harass an intern saying, oh, you guys are cheating? Have you read that story? Yeah, yeah, because they were. Probably just doing laps. Like, let's figure out where their cameras are. It was 2018. It was, like, the series where I think Gardy hit, like, a walk-off home run in game one. I think it was, like, that series where Tobin just went off on an intern. And uh, who's the female executive in the Yankees? She, has, she like, complained to MLB that, like, Tobin did that. Yeah. It's um, – yeah, I mean, I guess they're probably doing – yeah, everybody if you're the best, if you're the best <laughs> cheater, like you know how to cheat, so let's go catch the other guys cheating. Kind well, of let thing. me ask you this: Would you be shocked if you found out that the Yankees also had a similar system? I'm a little upset that we don't. Yeah, you yeah, know, it would like, be nice to have a ring. <laughs> so 
I, I talked about this with Scott. I think it's easy for us to be like, this is terrible. But if you're Houston, you never won a World Series. You've gotten to the World Series like, you know, what it had been like 10 years earlier or something for yeah. them and lost. Do you really care if you're a fan? Like if, you, if I'm an Astros fan, do I give a shit right now? No, because I'm not, especially if you're not like Astros Twitter or whatever. It's like everything we tweet, like someone yeah. may respond to. Yeah. If you, I'm just a regular fucking guy at a bar. I still Hell got no, my we world, have a ring. I got my World Series. If it's if I don't have 27 before that, where it's like I've got these 27 <laughs> that are maybe tarnished all in different ways. Yeah. You know, like everyone's kind of tarnished. They used to beat their wives. They were alcoholics. They were racist. They took steroids, cocaine, whatever. Um, like none of them are perfect, but I just, I don't think I give a shit if I'm just some dude in Houston. I want to say I'd be disappointed, but like, look at Alex Rodriguez in 2009. I mean, that dude was definitely, I love A-Rod. Uh, I, I guess I don't care that he took steroids because of what I'm about to say, but he was saying that like when he saw the ball in the playoffs, you saw it like the size of a watermelon. I know one of the things of steroids is like you have ultra focus. Yeah. And like he's hitting balls into the stands like he saw everything. Like I don't give I a guess, shit about yeah, steroids. Yeah, we love that ring. These like are, that 2009 ring is awesome. These are grown ass men. Yeah. Put whatever you want in your body. Why wouldn't you? Like I get it's not the 80s anymore where it's like you're meeting up with a guy at Gold's gym and like is this needle clean? It's yeah. like you just go to a doctor like Joe Rogan goes all the time like just oh, go. he talks about that the hormone therapy yeah i'm trying to do that like why not why not just be like kind of ripped i mean like not... for us it's awesome we're not playing a sport or anything like we just want to be healthy and maybe a little bit of hgh would probably be good in baseball too like a healthy dose so we don't have like insane injuries i'm all for it I'm yeah. 1,000% for it. <laughs> yes, I guess I'm pro-steroids, but I'm also, like, shitting on the Astros. So. It, makes the, it makes the game <laughs> exciting. But, yeah, I mean, well, that's because if you made it everyone on, like, a level playing field, if you tell me every team has one of these cameras, like, that's fine. Then I'm not that yeah. upset about them. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like a steroid error. Like, Bonds and Maguire and Sosa were cheating. Like, whatever. It was all of them. We it all knew the they were. League. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one's like, oh, yeah, no, he just eats a lot of vegetables. Mark McGuire. <laughs> sure. Know, fucking, oh, Sammy Sosa's having a lot of a roast compoya. That's why he's hitting these fucking bombs. Like, not exactly. at all. <laughs> um, What do you think about the the penalties? Like, so we only – we don't really have – so what do you – the one-year suspensions, what do you think about those? We'll compartmentalize these. Uh, Man, I thought they should have been longer. I don't think the – penalties were great but whatever their reputations are tarnished like and we get to shit on them uh i guess you can't penalize the players i just wish it was more but i'm also happy that we know they're cheaters so it gives me a reason i hate them i'll be happy when and you're not supposed to you're not like supposed to cheer for people who get injured or hurt in sports i don't understand that like i cheer for <laughs> injuries all the time <laughs> all the time like if A.J. Hinch, Carlos Beltran, and Alex Cora could, and, and for the interest of society, just get in one car accident together so we don't have three things of traffic. Like, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm cheering for, <laughs> I've been cheering for David Price to need Tommy John surgery for, like, six years on Twitter. Like, well, that motherfucker has an elastic arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just keeps going. So, 
I when the players like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to wear some pitches like you know yeah. going up there. I mean, when you think about a situation like you know a pitcher in the NL or like when Clemens had to step in the box, uh, or when A Rod came back and had to you know step in the box. Yeah, you know someone's gonna do it, and yeah. it's almost like if it doesn't happen right away. Like it, it kind of like it's gonna happen later on. Yeah. Well, now the whole league hates them. Like Clevenger is looking to decapitate them, and there's Clevenger's the most open one. But like, there's probably an entire league now that like is gonna throw at them. Like everybody's gonna want their licks. And I like I wonder how much it's gonna be just in spring training, where it's like I did a bad thing in spring training. Give me a spring training suspension. You know, like first time up. Just start drilling these guys so you're not missing, you know, regular season time. But yeah, I think they're they're going to be dodging. What do you think? Like Cora, I think Cora's got to be a lifetime ban the way it's been like dragged out. Yeah, this has been like going on forever. I kind of thought something would have come down by now, but I guess since he had the thing with the Red Sox and then it also like the Astros, like maybe they're going to make him the scapegoat and give him the lifetime ban. Yeah, I mean his name's like all over it. I think Beltron is um I think Beltron's going to get another job at some point like cuz he's not technically suspended. I think no. it might be another year or two and maybe he becomes like a senior advisor for someone, but I don't think his situation's going to be that bad. So, how does that work? Does is he protected by the players union since he played in 2017 and these penalties are from 2017? Yeah, so if they were to penalize him, then I think I don't know if he retroactively gets like the players union to have his back, but like okay. his case would be why am I the only like why am I the only player? Yeah. These other players, but the other players still have the union. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's just it's tough. Like Manfred's in a, a shitty spot. Like I don't think there was any, um, I don't think there's any right decision that's going to make everyone happy. No, and I kind of knew it was just going to be one year. Maybe Cora gets the uh, the lifetime, but they're they're never going to touch the players. Like it's not going to be like the Black Sox scandal where they just like ban all those guys. Now that union will just make that impossible. I think, I think if the buzzer get over with. they get some buzzer evidence, I think it has to be. I mean, do you think that'll come out? I know, like you said, you talked to people. Bauer said he talked to, like, three different sources. And, like, they didn't know each other. They all said the buzzes were uh, were a thing. Like, do you think you could prove that? I think whoever is doing that, like, niece burner, who okay. has said, like, I think it's a player or someone connected to the team. Yeah. And I think there might be a couple pictures out there. Okay. Like, there are. I think there are pictures somewhere out there, whether or not they come out. Uh, if people look for more evidence, I don't think the you know, we're all zooming in on every picture and like what's under their Jersey. It could be a chain. It could be whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think there's serious momentum. I think it could hit a point where I think from a baseball, I think Houston is just going to be in a, a lot of bench clearing situations. Cause like how many times do you they get hit? You know, like, nobody everybody fucking hates them now like there's so many players on twitter that are like just openly talking about them like bellinger is talking about how he doesn't like the astros yeah like those are the open ones like they're also speaking for other players who also really dislike them 
and you know what? To a certain extent, I like this because I was tired yeah. of you know for like the Yankees Red Sox. Like I was tired of Cano and Poppy just doing like a standing sixty nine behind second base before every <laughs> game. Like I want, I want these guys a little angry at each other because it hits yeah. a certain point where you make so much money. How are you going to be angry at another guy who's trying to hit a ball with a stick when you're trying to hit a ball with a stick? It's kind of silly. But you know what? If you got hate in your heart, let it out. I'm it's kind of like in football where, like, now whenever the Bills and the Jets face each other, like, they're supposed to be rivals. But, like, Darnold and uh, what's his name from Josh the Bills? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Like, they're, like, giving each other their jerseys. They're, like, signing things for each other. It's like, shouldn't we hate each other? I mean – Tom Brady's probably going to leave. You guys should probably be, like, punching each other in the face. And I guess that, like, bleeds into other sports now. Yeah. And I I just think there's only so many times you can get hit by a pitch before you go out there. And, yeah. like, everyone kind of needs their – everyone wants their peace. Yeah. You know? And to a certain extent, like, do I want to see someone hit Altuve? You know, I don't know. Maybe Garrett Cole didn't really like him, didn't like the way he looked at him <laughs> in the clubhouse. And then I wonder if you get in one of these bench clearing brawls because like because they're going to happen. Yeah, you get a, you know, Altuve gets hit or I can see Altuve just eating the pitch like a bitch. Um, (laughs) He's going to go mope into like the clubhouse. after. And then like Correa, he's the one who like he proposed right when he won the World Series. He did. Yeah, he's also he's he's a bitch, too. Well, if he gets hit, he's going to, like, get injured for six months. Yeah, he's Like, the last two years, I draft Correa in fantasy, and he gets, like, hurt for, like, random things. They don't even disclose it. He's, like, out for a year. So I'm sure when someone beams him— The lens gets foggy. Yeah. The lens got foggy. He had to sit. I think it's Bregman. I see Bregman's got, like, this attitude. I think Bregman gets hit. Bregman, you know, is ready to square up. But I want to know who the Graham Lloyd is going to be. Who comes in from out of nowhere and is like, I'm throwing a fucking haymaker at someone because you guys stole a World <laughs> Series from me. It's just going to be like some no-name minor leaguer who's like been up for like two months. He's going to be on the Royals. He's just going to make a name for himself. It's going to be like someone like that. Like it's never going to be a Garrett Cole as like awesome as that would be. So those guys all suck and we hate them. But, <laughs> yeah. but we're recording this on Tuesday night. So we're getting close to the time. Derek Sanderson Jeter is going to enter. Well, I guess he doesn't enter the Hall of Fame. He's going to be elected to the Hall of Fame tonight. It'll be official. Um, is he, I mean, we're similar in age. Is he your, you know, favorite player of all time? My favorite player of all time is Andy Pettit. I'm like a weirdo like Frank where he likes Messina, but I mean, you, you have to love Derek Jeter. Like, you're a bad person if you don't love Derek Jeter. Yeah, I feel like Derek Jeter was just, like, that. that's our childhood to a certain extent. Yeah. He was there yeah. the whole time. I mean, when he played his last game, I said I, said I was going to get my wife pregnant because my childhood was over. <laughs> I remember uh, when Jeter passed, was it Gehrig's record? What was it? Yeah. Most, yeah. Uh, me and my friend Bobby, we were, we were on a double date, and we're like, look, what, drug, what drugs were you on? At marijuana. Time? It was all marijuana. Okay, I was going to say, because you're on drugs at every story. <laughs> yeah. All my young stories, I'm definitely high off something. But, um, yeah, we um, were like, look, we're not going to leave until Derek Jeter gets – he, like, breaks this record. So then there's the rain delay. And, like, we've been sitting in a car at that point for, like, four hours. And, like, the date's ruined. 
And uh, I just remember just like the look on their face. They're like, why the fuck am I in the car with these guys? <laughs> they're just fucking losers waiting for Derek Jeter to get it to get a hit. Oh, wow. So I had – are you sure it wasn't his 3,000th hit? No, that was during the day. This one was at night. It well, was the, the Garrett one. Oh, okay, because the 3,000 hit got – the game got rained out. Like I had tickets to Friday. Oh, okay. Friday night got rained out, and, but like then it, it didn't become a Saturday ticket. It yeah. It became like yeah. some other game. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that's such bullshit. You missed that. They used to run a ferry from – south street seaport to yankee stadium and to city field and it was like it was free but you could reserve a spot for like a dollar or like two dollars online and they sold three dollar beers so it was awesome and uh, i was on the boat and they were like games canceled oh that's brutal yeah i watched it the next day from the bar so i didn't know if it was maybe that (laughs) like you're like i was sitting outside waiting um yeah, so do you think Derek Jeter will go into the Hall of Fame unanimously? No, I don't think it's going to be unanimous. Uh, I would like that. I mean, he definitely deserves it, but they don't – oh, this is my girlfriend in the back of me. <laughs> yeah, they don't uh, – I think that's only going to be for Mo. Like, they're going to bring up the defensive metrics. They don't count the, uh, they don't count the playoffs when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I just don't see it happening. I just – I think there are too many writers who just treat it as like I think it's it's a it's pass fail. You get yeah. put. I get you have one vote. Is Derek Jeter a Hall of Famer? I don't think there's anybody. If you say Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Fame baseball player, you should have your You're license taken away. Yeah, you yeah. can't drive a car. You can't buy a gun. Like you just don't <laughs> have decision making skills. And now the big thing I talked about on the Bronx Pinstripe show this week was is people are just like, well, Babe Ruth didn't get it. Well, Babe Ruth, like, beat women. <laughs> like, yeah. what, is that what we're going to hold it to? Like, you know, Cal Ripken should have been. Uh, yeah. Like, there were a lot of guys. I'm Griffey should have been. Yeah, Griffey, yeah, you know, he didn't really make the playoffs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he got um, hurt a lot in the Reds, too. So he – but, yeah, there are certain guys who are just like, you're a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Like, I could see how guys just barely get in or they get in over time or, you know, whatever it is. But a guy like Derek Jeter, the answer is just yes. Well, I think if someone doesn't vote for him, it's because they know he's going to get in anyway and they want to give it to a guy like Schilling or like Omar Vizquel or somebody like that. That's the only way I see somebody not voting for them. Like, I bet all these writers agree Derek Jeter should be a Hall of Famer. It's just they'd rather give it to someone else, which I think is an asshole move. But, like, that's the only way I see somebody not voting for him. Yeah, just like, oh, I'm trying to keep this guy on the ballot. You know, let's get Andrew Jones on there or let's keep Pettit on there. Where it's like, you know what? If you're under, like, 40%, like, it's probably not going to happen. No, yeah. ever. And, I, I mean, I think the Hall of Fame's a joke. Like, it's cool to go up there and walk around. When you're a baseball, you know, when you're a baseball fan, but like the actual like voting in process is a joke. And the only way to turn it around is either they like reevaluate how they give out, you know, votes or people die. And then we just get younger writers in there. The thing I don't like about the whole writing process is like now, like the outrage has become a part of it. 
like, oh, this person didn't vote for this person. Let's hate them. Like, I, I mean, it's cool, like, the first few times you see it, but now, like, people are happy and also angry at the same time, and they need to, like, harass these writers. Like, as much as I don't like them, I don't like the whole anger that's associated with it. It's just fucking old at this point. I think just yeah, I think the whole process just needs to be reevaluated. Yeah, because yeah. like, think they should do it then. How do I think they should do it? Yeah, um, I think it, it there needs to be a certain amount of like relevancy. So I complained about this. In order to have a vote, you need to have a at least weekly like column in a print publication. Okay. For ten years. Yeah. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. There are plenty of people who have been writing and covering baseball, being beat reporters, whatever it is, for 10 years, not for a print publication, who deserve the right to have a vote if these other guys who think that they're going to, you know, they should decide how the game is. Uh, like, they're very full of themselves. It's the writers who complain because a guy takes too long showering because, like, they've got a flight to catch. And they yeah. need to, you know, I, I'm on a deadline kind of thing. Um, I think they need to, you know, get bloggers involved in it. Now I'm not saying like a Lindsay Adler type, someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not saying me, I'm not saying you, um, but like to a certain extent, like should, I, I, I don't know if it's, uh, if a Jared Carabas, you know, gets a, a vote, but like, that's a guy who's been covering baseball online for 10, 12 years has written a book about it, you know? Yes, there is always going to be his, you know, in his character, a Red Sox spin to everything. Yeah. But I, I think if you know the guy, you, you like, you know, I don't think he, well, uh, he might not vote for Jeter just to, to get the outrage. But I guess know. it depends. Like, Section 10 Jared Carabas and, like, Starting 9 Jared Carabas are, like, two different people. I guess it depends which one is voting. <laughs> yeah, and but, like, I think that, like, that's a case where, like, if he doesn't have a vote now, like he should be close on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but he's not. He's nasty, but he's earned it. Yeah, he's definitely earned it. And I guess the barstool thing would turn people off, but I mean, he's good at what he does. Yeah, like at, he, he at, fucking gets us angry. But if you listen to him on Starting Nine, I mean, I love listening to him talk about baseball just in general. I mean, he's super talented. And like you know, I'm using his him as the example, but like there are there are probably Carabases all over the place. You yeah. know, who've been covering. In their local market, which is like what, you know, how this all started. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jeter should go in, but not because he's Derek Jeter, you know, unanimously. I think because I think he's earned it, but I think a lot of other people earned it too. Um, you know, Barry Bonds should be in there. Roger Clemens should be in there. I get they had to, you know, pay their penalty for what they did. But, you know, Cal Ripken should have been unanimous. But like with the Bonds and Clemens, like it's like we were saying before, they were all juicing at the time. I mean, it was sort of an even playing field. Like I, I think we just kind of got to get over that shit now at for, this point. Just let them in. A good part of Bonds, it wasn't even illegal. Like it, no, yeah. Like he, he didn't break any rules. No, no. And I think he had 500 home runs already by the time he was juicing. So I mean, he was like a home run. Like he was already a Hall of Famer. Like just by that merit. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Same with Clemens. He was already elite before he started juicing. Love Clemens. I'm a big Clemens yeah. guy. Yeah. So the offseason's been good to us. We're going to win the World Series. 
Um, we well, destroyed the Astros, both emotionally and with Cole. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think they care. I just. I don't think their fans give a shit. I think they're going to be in the playoffs this year. They definitely are. That division is terrible. They couldn't even. I mean, the A's are going to make a wild card run, but like that's the best they'll do. Yeah, I mean that's every year though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to the lightning-ish round. I'm going to throw some questions at you. Uh, for good. the most part, I haven't really been rude to people, but if I'm not interested in your answer, I'm just going to keep it moving. I fully expect you to get rude. To, like, I was actually been thinking about this today. I'm like, I'm going to be the one where he's like, fuck this. This, qu- this like, answer sucks. <laughs> I've been yeah. nervous about this. So who is your Mount Rushmore of, like, Yankees you've seen play? Uh, I mean, my favorites, it's easy. It's Andy Pettit, El Duque, Derek Jeter, and, like, I fucking love Aaron Judge. I don't care. I know he's only been around for three years, but I'm putting him in at, as number four. Wow. So, Andy Pettit, why Pettit? Like, I am a – I'm lefty, and I pitched, like, yeah. into college. So, as a kid, you know, when I really started to pitch, like, Pettit came along. So, that was, like, my thing. I modeled yeah. my pickoff move off him. So, I love Pettit for that stuff. Like, why is Pettit your guy? I mean, even as a kid, uh, his eyes, whenever, like, the camera would, like, go into his eyes, it's like, this is a guy that, like, has the utmost confidence in, like – the hardest situation, like a playoff baseball in the Bronx. Like, that guy was balls. Like, I love that. Every time he would be on the mound, except for, like, against the Diamondbacks, it's like, you know the Yankees <laughs> would have a chance. <laughs> the Diamondbacks probably had a camera then. Dude, they fucked him up. He was tipping no, his like, pitches. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, that sucked. They lost that game, like, by 20 runs. So, like, when Pettit comes out of retirement yeah, and he's like, I'm coming back to the Yankees, are you just like, fuck yeah? I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I love. I mean, I didn't know how well he would do, but it's fucking cool. You know, this was uh, everybody. Like I said, everybody loved Derek Jeter, but Andy Pettit was always my guy. I've always been a pitcher guy anyway. Him and Clemens were also very like wrestlery in that like came to New York. You know, Pettit obviously was in New York. Clemens had bounced around, came to New York. They went to Houston together turn their backs on us and like yeah. came back in these dramatic fashions yeah i think uh man when pettit went to houston that was like the definitely the beginning of the end of like our dynasty right there like 2000 he leaves like clemens i saw clemens i'm like yeah he's gonna leave he's, he's gonna, gonna other retire, places. whatever yeah yeah pettit i was like pettit's never leaving us yeah that was probably the like one of the worst decisions of the Steinbrenner era, like letting him go and like replacing him with Javier Vasquez and what was it Kevin Brown? Like it's fucking disgusting. I've like said... deserved to lose the way we did in two thousand four. Like that rotation stunk. I don't know who wrote it. I can't remember. I can't find it. I feel like it might have been a Bill Simmons, and I've said this before on the show, <laughs> but there was someone wrote about Javier Vasquez. When a guy sees the Empire State Building and pisses down his leg every time, maybe you don't bring him back again. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Javier Vasquez, when he came back, like, it shouldn't have happened. And I think Sonny Gray is going to end up coming back. And he's going to be like Vasquez. Like, there's going to be kids these days like, oh, Sonny's awesome now. But it's like, no, no, you don't understand that motherfucker is going to piss his pants again the second he steps into the Bronx. These numbers that you see in Cincinnati, they don't matter at all. I don't think Sonny Gray's coming back. I think he will control his own future more than Javier Vasquez had the ability to. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, and I don't think he wants to come back at all. 
No. I judge. I have a hard time with – so wait. It was Pettit, Jeter. El Duque. El Duque. I, when I was little, I did the El Duque high leg kick, and then it was explained to me that mechanics don't yeah. just do that. Um, but, yeah, that's just because he's a playoff beast. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it didn't matter what he did in regular season. El Duque was like Andy Pettit. Like, you know that dude was going to bring it. I, I love that about him. And the leg kick, like you said. I was try- I was never an athlete, so trying the leg kick was just even more of a disaster for me anyway. You the librarian? I would have yeah. never guessed. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> um, judge, I, just, I have a hard time, like, with guys who don't win. Yeah. And he hasn't won yet. Like, I don't give a shit about Don Mattingly. Like, I met Don Mattingly. I was just like, I don't really care because you didn't win the World Series. So once Judge wins, I mean, I think to realistically be as someone who was born in 1985, for Aaron Judge to get onto my Mount Rushmore, we're going to need an MVP and three World Series at least. I understand that. But uh, the reason why I love Judge, uh, I definitely – what I've done with Instagram, it's definitely due in part to Aaron Judge. Like, people give a shit about what we do now more than they normally would do because the Yankees are awesome. And that's because of Judge. Like, just from, like, that perspective, I have to put Judge on there. Okay. All right. I can respect I would suck. that. Basically, I, what I'm saying is I would suck without Aaron Judge. <laughs> I don't think so, awesome. Joe. I think, I think you're a star in the making. Um, Thank you. Thank you. What's your favorite Yankee memory? My favorite Yankee memory, um, I guess this is a generic one, but definitely the Boone home run. Because I remember that was like a, a good like family moment for me and my mom. Um, man, we watched so many games together, and that was like the last game where it was like we didn't know that it would be the last time that the Yankees would be really, really awesome. Like we never had a moment like that again where like, me and her were watching a game together. It was like a tight playoff game. Like by the time, is your mom that, is your mom no longer with us? She is with. She's still with oh, okay. us. Okay, dude, you just made it sound like you had referenced earlier. Like your mom and dad were just like I don't know. You know, like I, you you have dinner with them every Sunday, and now you're just like it's the last time we did. Like we were just in the ALCS two of the last three years, Joe. I thought well, your mom died on us. No, no, no. It's just uh, that was about the time like when I started growing up and like. Uh, just okay. doing shit with my friends. That was like the last great moment. When like, you were innocent, it was before you mom. were high yeah. all the time. Exactly, exactly. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought your mom died the way you were like alluding to it. No, when no, you listen no, back to this, you're going to be like, oh shit, I thought my mom died. I was like thinking that and like I knew that was the answer I was going to give. Like, how do I make this sound like my mom isn't dead? I just wanted to have a nice moment with my mom. That's all that was. <laughs> well, you did and. You could have many more nice moments with her. Go give Good. her a hug sometime. All right? I will. I will. I'll see her this weekend. Uh, um, so you've all, you only went to the old stadium once. Yeah. Because Gary Sheffield, I remember, he had two home runs. And where I was sitting, I couldn't tell it was a foul ball or if it was a bomb. It wasn't until the crowd reacted. I was like, all right, he hit a bomb. This is great. <laughs> Can't trust that Yankee Stadium crowd. We'll react to the foul ball and just yeah. like try to convince the umpire. Like, no, no, that was a good one there. Oh, LeMayhew hit, like, a 300-foot, uh, like, flyout in the ALCS this year, and, like, everyone exploded. It was like, no, it just kind of just went into center fielder's glove. Yeah, that was, that was crushing. That one yeah. hurt. Um, so, you don't have much old stadium experience. Do you prefer the new stadium? 
Uh, yeah, only because I've like I've, I've been there a million times. I would be a fraud if I said I like the old stadium better. Like I have to go up the new stadium. Nice. I mean, I'm in I'm a new stadium uh, person myself. Um, names on the back of jerseys. I don't I don't care. I I'll buy names on the back of jerseys if they're like cheap. I have so many. Like I have a Johnny Damon one that I bought for twenty dollars, and I like I wear that one all the time. From like China. Uh, probably. Or are you just like, he's not on the team anymore. I'll get this on Modell's off the rack. Well, like I'll go on eBay and I'll just like buy jerseys when they're like for 20 bucks. So I have so many names like jerseys with the name on the back that were like cheap. And I bought them. I had, I don't care. I don't care if I look like fraudulent or whatever. I just want a fucking Johnny Damon Jersey. Oh, why would you want a Johnny Damon Jersey? I don't know. I thought he's it such was a cool weirdo. when he came. I, I thought it was great when he came. Oh. I mean, he only got one ring, but whatever. Um. So, all right. So you're going to a Yankee game. It's not a Bronx pinstripes event. You're just going yeah. like you and your girlfriend are going. Where's your pregame spot? All right. Um, I mean, I like Phillies, but like I don't like going to bars that much. I mean, bars kind of just it's loud. I can't hear anything. Uh you hear the music. Kind of an introvert. Yeah, I hear the music. I can't hear my girlfriend you say, talk. You look uncomfortable. Does she have anything that interesting to say? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she's probably more interesting than me, for sure. I got to talk to her more then. Yeah, um, she's a doctor. Like, she has, like, wait, plenty. Wait, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like a medical doctor? Like a medical doctor. She's a surgeon. She's awesome. Like, she's so much more interesting like, than I've me. Like, me- I've met her. She's a very nice yeah. girl. She's a surgeon? Yeah, yeah. What does she operate on? Uh, she does vascular surgery. Surgery. I mean, her stories are insane. It's like veins, right? Yeah, yeah. She's just like like, removing varicose veins of old Jewish ladies on Long Island. No, like when somebody's like leg is dying, she has to like remove the leg. It's either that or the person just fucking dies. I mean, she has like thousands of these stories. You're better off like interviewing her. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. How do you even meet her? Uh, we met off Tinder. Wow. Tinder is like the great place. I, re- I recommend see, I, everybody who's single just get on there. See, I wouldn't You'll think that would happen. We have at the uh, BP crew in Philly, yeah. there's this uh, woman, Evelyn, and I had never met her before. Uh, and she came, like, I guess she had, I had missed a couple and she started coming and I came. And as someone who's like, you know, writes her Bronx pinstripes, I try to go a little bit extra with introducing myself to people and all this stuff. So she came and she's in scrubs and, uh, you know, I'm talking to her. I'm like, oh, so you're a nurse. And she goes, no, I am not. I'm a neuroscientist. Wow. She goes, did you think that because I'm a woman, I had to be a nurse because I'm wearing scrubs? And I just go, no, I just would assume a neuroscientist is somewhere (laughs) better to be than here. (laughs) And she goes, that's awesome. All right. That's fair. Like, I get that. You know, (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I just assume you have better things to do. No, my girlfriend's definitely gotten that a lot. And it's like, I know she gets offended by that question, but like, she'll never say anything. She's like, no, I'm a doctor. She'll be like polite about it. I just assume they all like doctors aren't on Tinder. They meet people at like Mensa meetings. I just think they're smarter than us. Dramatically. You'd be surprised how many doctors are on Tinder. Like all like the doctor friends that she has, like all the dudes are on Tinder on there. Well, yeah, if you're a fucking well, doctor, yeah, dude, yeah. You got to be <laughs> yeah. out there like fucking Dr. Long Dick. 
Yeah, you don't even need a biography at that point. You just put doctor. I'm a doctor. That's <laughs> exactly. it. I'm a doctor. I'm a medical doctor. You got to watch out for nurses on Tinder. They get freaky. Um, so not Billy. Like where? So where do you go? Or do you just show up like right before? You go to this uh, that like sushi place in the stadium. Sushi there's place? like a there's like a sushi place in there. And we just have sushi. Like it's not the best sushi in the world. There's nothing fantastic about it. But like. <laughs> That's just so where we you, go for so games. You get in and you go into the stadium. Like you get there and you're in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I and love being inside that stadium. So like yeah, like I've run into you right before a game starts, and you're coming from the direction of the sushi place. Yeah, yeah. Like when I ran, oh, okay. The sushi's not bad at Yankee Stadium. I eat it in it's Delta and in in sweets. It's not bad. I so, mean, it's not the greatest, but it's good. I mean, I like it. It's better than it most places. So, wow, that's no one has told me, no, I don't go to a bar. I go to the sushi place at Yankee Stadium. I, I just never like going to bars. Like, I could never meet anybody going to a bar. Like, I need Tinder. Like, I need to talk to someone for like a day online and then like we meet in like some coffee house. But if I'm at a bar, I'm like, you're not getting anything out of me. I'm like a virgin forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like. I just love that that pump up energy at the bar like before a game. So like, do you when when there's a Bronx Pinstripes event, are you like, ah, oh, this stinks? Uh, I mean, I love being around you guys because like I know you guys, so it's easy. Like, uh, the first one I went to, like I knew Nick Kirby from online, and I knew Mike from the internet. So it's like, all right, we had that. But like, I stuck with them. I didn't like talk to anybody that I didn't talk to before. All right. Well, hey, if, you, just, come, if you come to a Bronx Pinstripes event, go up, say hi to Joe, let him know it's all right. Yeah, thank you. All right, last question. It's Friday night game. Doesn't matter who's on base to score or anything like that. Joey Randazzo from out there on Long Island is getting one at-bat at Yankee Stadium. What is your walk-up song? It's like, I'm just going to do something fucking dumb like the Alanis Morissette song, Ironic. Just that. That works. That's all I want. <laughs> I feel like that works. Like that gets the crowd into it. But like the hook, not the beginning. I don't I don't want to work up to it. I just want her to just be going off. I want the vocals. Yeah. Just edit it right to that part. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I would assume you're not like let's I if you just said like, yeah, I like the instrumental. No, <laughs> that that's that's not for me. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like I don't know, like the Ramones or something like that for you. Well, well, here's the thing about me. I actually don't even really listen to music. I I barely listen to it. I just listen to podcasts. That's it. So, like, you're driving, it's podcasts. It's like the MLB Network Radio. It's like Bronze Pinstripes. I'll listen to, like, Talking Yanks. I'll listen to, like, five different Yankee podcasts. Do, do, <laughs> you, do, do you normally listen to this show? You, All the time, right. yeah. You, you don't have to lie I, to me. No, I swear to God. I remember the first episode you did with Keith. I was still at the bookstore. I'm like, this is a great podcast. So I added it to the rotation. And it's only getting better. That's um, right. Do you, are you a, uh, like, do you need to, like, hold a book or can you do tablets? I feel like book people are always like, I need to feel the spine. No, I, I actually don't like holding hardcover books because I read at night. And I fall asleep. So, like, a hardcover book is going to break my nose. Like, yeah. I have a Kindle. I just read with my Kindle. Or I'll do an audio book. I'm okay. very digital, despite my library leanings. 
do audio book on like one and a half speed. I heard that's yeah. the way to do it. Really? No, I uh, I just like listening to it at normal speed. I can't do it that way. I'll like I'll just get like fidgety and shit and like I can't keep up with this. Yeah, sometimes I think about reading a book, then I just go play Fortnite instead. All right, that's probably grown <laughs> ass man. Well, Joe, I appreciate you giving me giving me some time. Uh, hopefully, people have learned a little bit more about you, and uh, they'll click on your articles more because that's how we make money. Well, thank you for having me on. I like, I really appreciate it. Everyone, I, like I said, I've listened to the show since that first episode you did with Keith. I appreciate. I'm it. not bullshitting. You. I appreciate you. I know. I know you do. You've always uh, reached out. Um, you can follow Joe on Instagram and on Twitter at Deflate Gator, D E F L A T O R. Yeah, nailed definitely. it. Spelled it right. Because <laughs> it's like Deflate, but then like I, I was like, I think this is a Tom Brady thing. Yeah. But then it, it was it like kind of like Florida Gators, so I was like, what is you know, like what is going on here? No, college football isn't for me. It's just a Tom Brady reference because Deflate Gator, like I said, used to be a football page. It doesn't make sense now, but, like, it grew with that name, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, you're probably going to want to change it at some point, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Not yet. Wait till you get, how, wait till you get like, 10,000 followers, and then, like, Instagram pays more attention to you, so you can get serviced a little better. <laughs> um, maybe then I'll just change it to my name. There you go. Get a little brand recognition. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. If you've had a good time listening to this show, here's what I need you to do. I need you to rate it. I need you to subscribe. Retweet when you see us tweet about the show. Um, I have found a new co-host. Uh, I'll be announcing that in, I think, uh, probably like two weeks or so. I don't know who I'm going to have next week. I still have to go find a guest. I'm going to go what do about that. Frank? I think if I have Frank Marco on here, I just fucking beat him up for like an hour <laughs> and a half. Like right. I think it's just people are like, wow, JJ's kind of a dick. <laughs> like I don't know that he'll be prepared or that interesting. Um, I think I'll just make fun of him. It'll be a lot of inside jokes. I think people would like that. I mean, maybe we'll see. I mean, he'll listen to this, <laughs> and he'll, you know, maybe if he expresses like serious interest, I'll do <laughs> okay. it. Okay, but All like, right. you know, I'm not dying to have him. You know. All right. All Can right. you believe he's not letting me do his wedding ceremony? That sucks. Because you're like uh you're like a priest or whatever. Like I am you a reverend. Online, right? A yeah. reverend. That's what that I'll is. I'll do my first yeah. wedding in June. Oh, I, that's I, awesome. I, you know, I think he should at least say like it's like he's gonna have his youth pastor do it. Get out of here. That uh -huh. guy's a creep. That's creepy. That's yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. No, like no, no, no. That that's wrong. So, so yeah, listen. Five stars, review, share it. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're looking to go to Yankee games, BronxPinstripes.com, the fan shop. We've listed our events for the year. Kicking it off with uh, May 9th, 4 o'clock, Yankees-Red Sox game, Mother's Day weekend. Bring your mom out. Get some tickets. Bring your mom out. Have her come meet me at Billy's. That'll be a fucking treat for her. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, come out. Uh, for spring training, we'll be down there in a couple of weeks. Our event is already sold out uh, on the 14th of March. We'll be there the 13th and 14th at those games. After the game on the 14th, we will be hosting a party somewhere that we have not yet disclosed because we haven't finalized where it's going to be. But we are very excited about our partnership with Sailor Jerry and Sailor Jerry Savage Apple Rum. Um, we're going to be tipping them back down there in Tampa. Uh, <laughs> Follow the show. 
George's Box Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Joe, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. I had a good time. I guess where I'll see you probably about November 1st. I'll see you then. I'll see you at the parade. <laughs>